Hey, Dots. I'm Dr. Latifah. I'm the host of the Money Fit MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way, we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. This episode is going to be super duper helpful and it is especially for you if you've considered, thought about, or flirted with the idea of a sabbatical. I want to talk to you guys about the truth about sabbaticals and three things about it that no one tells you about. Maybe no one has talked to you about. And this could be like a formal sabbatical or this could be a sabbatical that your family and you are taking or one that you're taking by yourself. Anytime you're taking a pause or you're trying to take a break, this is, you can call that a sabbatical. That's what I'm referring to as a sabbatical in this case. And there are three things that I want you to hear that no one really talks about. For those of you guys that are finding me for the first time, I'm Dr. Latifad. I'm a physician. I'm a GI doc, mama of three, and I happen to be the creator and founder of this platform, MoneyFeedMD, which is 100% committed and dedicated to helping women physicians have money and live the rich, impactful life that they're meant to live here. So if you listen on the podcast, you probably, well, you cannot see me if you listen on the podcast, but we have a YouTube that I want you to go check out. And I have eyelashes on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have. So, okay, I will tell you, I am recording this um, in the middle of jet lag, literally. Like we flew 14 hours. Oh, no, actually like 20 something hours. And because of the time difference and all that, I am jet lagged. And I literally was up from like one o'clock in the morning to 5 a.m. So. I had an event today that I went to and I was sleepy looking and my fabulous, fabulous, fabulous soon to be sister-in-law was like, let me get your lashes. Let me do your lashes. I'm like, I don't know about lashes. Sometimes I feel weird. <laughs> so I had her do my lashes and they look great. I went from like looking flat <laughs> to looking 3D. <laughs> All right, sorry. I sound a little bit delirious right now. You can blame my lack of good sleep. But I wanted to talk to you guys about this episode because, you know, those that have been following know that my family and I decided to take a family sabbatical. We decided that in 2022. And in six months later, we started the journey to traveling. And our goal was to do nine to 10 countries, but we wanted to give ourselves the gift of flexibility and actually ended up in 19 countries. If you count the United States, there'll be 20 countries that we visited in a 10 month period. And we did this with our kids, with our three young kids. And honestly, guys, it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. Was it easy to do? No. Um, was it easy to decide to do? No, not because I didn't want it, but because you know, I have patients that I care about. I had colleagues that I cared about. And with every decision you make or not make, there's consequences, there is risk, there's benefit. So I was sad because I did have to say goodbye to patients that I absolutely, absolutely love. And, um, but I, when I look back, I have zero regrets about the fact that we did. And to be honest, I think that we need to normalize a culture of taking a pause and breathing 
And when we do, I do think that we will have increased longevity in medicine and our passion for medicine will only increase if we do that. And to be honest with you, like when I'm thinking about my life in terms of like what if you want to call it medicine 2.0 or whatever it's going to look like, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to serve people at the capacity that I'm going to choose to. I'm excited to, you know, do the things that I, that I'm choosing to do. I'm excited about it. And I do think that when we can normalize taking a pause, it's going to be a great thing, not just for us only, but also for our patients and also for medicine in the long haul, because now we have physicians that are practicing medicine healthily and, Maybe they have a choice, but they're choosing to be here. And that by itself is power. So what I did recently was I've gotten lots of questions about sabbatical. How did you make this work? What about the kids? What about the practical part? How did you make the money, you know, figure out the money stuff like and all that. So every single question that I've gotten about sabbaticals over the last couple of months, I literally compiled that together into what I call the sabbatical guide. And I made it available to the women physicians that joined us for the recent webinar that we did, which is the one thing that's keeping women physicians from having money. And the feedback that I've gotten has been amazing. Um, on the sabbatical guide and also on the webinar that I did as well, it was literally amazing. I have people that said they were rewatching it the second time, even after being there live because of how transformative and how much it landed quote unquote, by, you know, using their words in a different way. But the sabbatical guide, I am so glad that I wrote it. And now I get to share it with all of you guys. But like everything else, I want to make sure that we're not having this idealistic tendency or mindset about what a sabbatical is or what whatever it is or what money is or what money doesn't do and all that. So that's why I'm recording this episode for you guys to talk about three things that no one talks to you about when it comes to a sabbatical. A nice thing that will pair really well with this episode will be the sabbatical guide, which I'm making available for women physicians for free. Yes, you can enjoy the sabbatical guide. And the way you do that is visit this website, moneyfitmd.com forward slash sabbatical. I'm going to put a link in, in here in the you know, the show notes so that you can go in there, click on it and be able to access this for yourself. I want you to have it. I want you to share the link with other women physicians so that we can normalize taking pauses and there will be no more mystery about how to make that work from a financial perspective and also from a practical perspective. Okay. So it's going to pair really well with this episode. So make sure you go download that episode. It's a free ebook that I'm making available for you. Go check it out, go download, go use it. I want you to take a sabbatical. If you want it, I want you to take a pause, but I don't want you, if you're going to decide not to take one, it would not be because you don't have the tools or the knowledge or the know-how in order to create it. So go check out that link. So back to the episode today, though, I do want to talk about three things about sabbaticals that I don't hear people talking about. I mean, for one, when I decided to take a time off with my family, I was not seeing a lot of people doing that, especially people with kids and especially people that were in medicine, not for 500 years. I've been practicing as an attending for seven years. And also, you don't see people taking sabbaticals that are not burnt out. I was not burnt out. I just wanted to take a pause, right? And I'm so glad I did because it's done things to my life, to my groundedness, to my connection with my family, my kid, my my kids, my husband, myself, my faith, in a way that it would have been harder to with the kind of schedule that most physicians, most of us do have. Okay. So 
the things that I want to share with you, I'm going to call them one, two, three, is what I think I want you to know if you decide to take a sabbatical, okay? The first thing that I want to say is this, the level or your level of success and enjoyment of your sabbatical will determine the level of your growth during this time. What do I mean? Most times people don't take a sabbatical because they're like, oh, I want to grow. But like, if you think about, I haven't actually read this book, but you know how you don't read a book, but you think you know what it's about? Eat, pray, love. I haven't read the book. And, but the whole idea behind it is a pause, a sabbatical, a, I don't know, digging in, roots deepening, right? And so when I think about a pause, even though the goal is not, oh, I cannot wait to grow, but there is growth that comes from pausing, right? I think about it as if you think about a plant, there are times when the plant is going to deepen its roots roots beneath the surface but there are also times when it does that above the surface when you're many times the below the surface stuff is not visible to the eyes right immediately but that is what is needed that deepening that that uh groundedness in order for the plant to be healthy so that when wind comes it doesn't blow it away when a little bit of wind comes it doesn't blow it away like if you look at a farm or somewhere that may have experienced like wind or storm or rain, you will see that those roots that are not as healthy are the ones that get uprooted at first. They get washed off first. So part of taking a sabbatical or taking a pause, whatever you want to call it, is being able to deepen your root, right? However, your relationship with money will be magnified during this time. I'm going to repeat that. Your relationship with money will be magnified during your sabbatical because the thing is, the thoughts that you had about money the thoughts that you had about the different aspects of money that created the life that you have for good or for bad, whatever, those thoughts don't go away just because you are in a different zip code, just because you finally are not working like 40 hour shifts in like two days or three days or whatever, you know, crazy hours that we sometimes do. Those don't go away, right? But your relationship, right? Your level of success and enjoyment of the experience is directly going to correlate with your relationship with money. If you're struggling with spending now, imagine what's going to happen when you're taking a sabbatical. In fact, if you were not struggling with spending before, imagine what could happen if you take a pause because now you're like, oh, the money may not be coming in at the, at the level that it was coming in before. Things that are hidden beneath the surface are now going to be like obvious to see. So when you want to take a pause, or take a sabbatical, just know and anticipate that your real true relationship with money is going to reveal itself. And in fact, if you were like barely hanging on by a thread before, that is going to come out exposed during the season. If you don't have a plan or you're not aware or you're not intentional of the fact that this will show. It's one thing to go on a vacation for like two weeks and whatever, spend whatever amount of money you've budgeted to spend on the vacation. It's a different thing when you're spending like three, six months, maybe even within the United States, outside of the United States, but where that continuous stream of income that you have previously may have had may not be coming in again. Even when your income is diversified, right? There is a part that your clinical income may still be playing. And I'm not 
a believer of the fact that you need to replace your clinical income 100% in order to be able to take a pause. I don't believe that. I don't believe you need to replace your clinical income 100% before you like decide to be an entrepreneur or start your own business. No, I think those are just like fear and procrastination showing up like, yeah, I don't know, pigs with a lipstick or whatever that analogy is called, right? So I want you to understand that. And awareness is always the first step. When you're aware, then at least you will know that this is something for you to work on. So that's number one, your relationship with money, your level of enjoyment will 100% correlate with your relationship with money. So if you're like, um, I don't know how I am with money. I, I don't spend at all. I'm a hyper saver. You're hyper saver probably because you're afraid of spending and you're afraid of not having. And that's going to come flaring out when you're taking a sabbatical. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to get you prepped for it so that you can make sure that like what I did was making, asking myself what I believed I needed ahead of time and preparing for that ahead of time, right? And for you, that may mean that you need to maybe listen to this podcast more regularly. Maybe you need to sign up for one of the challenges that we're going to have starting in February. Maybe it means you need to get positioned if you're ready to go full in, sign up to be part of our money school where you're coming in and committing the next 20, 12 months at the minimum to make sure that you change in and evaluating your relationship with money so that you can actually enjoy your sabbatical and not worry about money during your sabbatical. Because I promise you, if this is not the case, you will be worrying so much about money during your sabbatical that you will be, it will be hard for you to enjoy the time that you've taken, right? And that's why I'm a huge fan of taking care of the money ahead of time so that you can now be able to prep and have the resources that you need to be able to enjoy your life, right? So that's number one. Number two is this. Your identity will be questioned, not by other people necessarily. Although, you know, if you got my kids, they will ask you questions like, so are you still a doctor? <laughs> like, so let us understand, are you still a doctor? I'm like, yo, I'm always a physician, no matter what. I got my MD degree. I'm here with my stool kit. And yes, I had one of my amazing colleagues gave me a sample of a stool kit, not an actual poop in a container, but a stool in a stool kit. And that stool kit has traveled around with us, which has just been amazing to have. It's like, so it just, it just warms my heart to have my stool kit with me. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. If you cannot handle this, I love you. It's been nice knowing you, right? But that's just the truth. Like your identity will be questioned by yourself. Because what we don't think about is the fact that we've spent so many years trying to become a physician. And anytime you're trying to do something new, you're trying to do something different, your identity is probably one of the most important parts of that, right? So in order to be a physician, you have the identity that may be deeper than you actually know. Where now, if you're not working clinically, you may start to question your identity and go like, who am I again? And that's not a bad question to ask because I believe that the more we have our own identity as ourselves, the better physicians we're going to be because we're not associating or attaching our self-worth. We're not attaching the deepest part of our humanity to other people's stamp of approval, whether that be like patients or or your colleagues, or your chief, or your CEO, or whatever it is. If you own your own practice, your, your reviews are not the source of your self-worth, right? So it's not a bad thing to want to know that identity and have that identity, but just know that there's a very good chance that that identity will be questioned 
not just by the little kids in your life, if you happen to have those, but also by yourself, right? So asking yourself in advance and doing this work in advance will actually help you enjoy your sabbatical better, enjoy your path better, because now you're not wondering who you are outside of the white coat, because you're like, I am amazing. I am badass. I am me. I'm a someone's daughter. I'm a friend. I'm a spouse. I'm like, like whatever it is that you are, like the deeper you are in that relationship with yourself. Yes, that's a reflection of a relationship with yourself. The better you're going to enjoy your sabbatical. And honestly, guys, I'm grateful that I've had so many experiences in my life, but I don't know that any of it compares with what I've had the opportunity to, to experience. And externally but also internally over the last 10 months or however many number of months that's been um so that's number two that's number two thing like your identity will be questioned right and remember that this is not just about a sabbatical but the work that you do with that identity is going to help provide for you in future it's going to nourish your soul in future it's going to help impact your relationships in future so it's worth doing the work but just know that that's work that is going to happen. And I'm telling you this so that you're not shocked or you think you're abnormal or there's something wrong with you when this happens, right? There's a reason why when physicians lose their work or job suddenly, it can affect the identity. It's because a lot of our, like the identity is the foundation of the things that we do. And so just know that you may need to work on your thoughts and rediscover who you are in a way that's going to be a gift, not just for yourself, but for those that are surrounding you. Number three is this, believe it or not, because you are no longer seeing patients, because you're in like a fancy zip code, because, and if you like, if your goal of a sabbatical is to like trek around the United States, because you like trekking in a different zip code, doesn't mean that your time is going to magically be productive in terms of like the things that you want to do. Meaning that there may be times when you're like, okay, when I'm taking the sabbatical, I'm going to learn how to do this stuff. I'm going to learn how to do this stuff. Yo, all that stuff ain't going to happen magically just because you had the thought or the idea. You actually have to make it happen. So the thing about time is things fill up our time to the extent that we let it. So when you're taking a pause or you're taking a sabbatical, you can literally spend time doing nothing and you will do nothing and there's nothing wrong with that there were weeks like especially at the beginning of the sabbatical where I would literally I was I intentionally was not productive because that was part of the work that I needed to do was to learn how to do nothing to learn to sit and be quiet and to be present and to play and get on my floors with my kids and play like Ludo if you don't know Ludo what Ludo Ludo is a Nigerian game that is like pretty legit my kids are experts at Ludo now. And literally, they were telling one of our family members who doesn't know how to play Ludo that, well, they were telling me that they're sad that she doesn't know how to play Ludo because they wanted to beat her confidently. Look, not beat her. They wanted to whoop her tush confidently. But now, because she's not good and they have to teach her, they're going to have to whoop her solemnly. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I don't know what kids those are either they ain't mine no they are mine I'm just joking but my point is this like I chose to do that which meant that even with money fit empty and the podcast there were times when I spent minimal amount of time that was the gift that I wanted and I was willing to go through the process of experiencing what my body my my being my spirit everything needed 
in this season, right? But just know that if your goal is I want to write write a book or I want to read a book or I want to journal or I want to learn how to knit, I want to learn how to do the swimming or I want to learn how to dance, whatever it is, you actually have to schedule it. So don't think because you have time, it's going to magically happen. And what that on the flip side of it is proving to me is that not having time, quote unquote, because we're busy clinically is not the reason why we're not doing the things that we don't want to do. We want to do. The reason why you're not doing the things you don't want to do is, yes, you're busy, but also because your calendar doesn't reflect the things you say you want to do, right? So even on a sabbatical, when I didn't, when I don't have like a formal calendar, when there were things that I wanted to do, I had to make sure I did it by now putting it on my calendar so that I could actually do the things that I want to do. Because again, time isn't magically going to fill itself up with the things that you think you want. But instead, time is going to go regardless. So these are some of the three things that I wanted to share with you guys so that you don't have an idealistic thought about a sabbatical or pause. But instead, you have the now you have the information that you need, which is a sabbatical guide, which you can access by going to moneyfitmd.com forward slash sabbatical. But also now you have my warning and just my things to tell you so that you can increase your own awareness, your own consciousness. and that if you happen to experience any of this, you don't think there's anything wrong with you because it is completely normal. So I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, I hope it complements well with what you learn and what you see inside of the sabbatical guide. I share a few pictures as well so that you can see some of the things that we've done. Very, very few pictures. Um, but I share some of the you know, the tips that I have from a financial perspective, but also from a non-financial perspective. And there are some things that I wrote on there that I would not recommend you do at home necessarily, but I wanted to make sure that if you absolutely, absolutely need a pause, that you know that that is available for you regardless of what your net worth is. So I hope this has been helpful. I cannot wait to hear what you think about the guide. Leave us a review and share this episode with other women physicians that you believe can benefit from this because the whole goal of everything that I do is to equip you is to equip your friends, to equip your colleagues so that we can change the narrative around money and life and richness for women physicians. I'm on a mission to help us get the tools we need. I hope you can partner with us by being our conduit through disinformation gets to those that you know as well. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.